Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Design World podcast series. I'm Leslie Langa, Managing Editor at Design World Magazine, and today I'm here with Brian Philippi, Applications Engineer at National Instruments. We're going to discuss how to choose the right bus for your measurement system. As many of you probably know, there are hundreds of different data acquisition devices to choose from, and they are compatible with a wide variety of buses, so it can be difficult to select the right bus for your application needs. Each bus has different advantages and is optimized for throughput, latency, portability, or distance from a host. So Brian is going to give us some advice on the best ways to choose one. So why don't we start there, Brian, and what are the different buses available? So there are, like you said, many, many different types of buses that are available to you for your, your data acquisition applications. Um, the most common buses can really be broken up into two groups. Uh, that is either internal or external. Uh, the internal buses are usually PCI, PCI Express, PXI, and PXI Express. And those are actually designed for when throughput or determinism and latency are, are a big concern of yours. Uh, the PCI bus is probably one of the most commonly used internal buses today. It has a shared throughput of about 132 megabytes per second over all of the devices that, that connect to it. And it's really great for high-speed data acquisition and uh, deterministic data transfer if you're using it for, say, a control application. Uh, next, you have your PCI Express bus, which is actually the evolution of PCI. And so that actually offers dedicated transfer lanes. So each of those lanes can transfer up to 250 megabytes per second. And it's actually scalable to up to 16 lanes. So you can get it up, theoretically, 4 gigabytes per second. Uh, PXI and PXI Express, they give you the same benefits of PCI and PCI Express, but they also include a rugged external chassis uh, that gives you additional timing and synchronization features. The chassis lets you expand your system well beyond the capacity of a normal PCI or PCI Express bus. Hmm. Okay, what about the external buses? So, you know, these days, um, external buses, they're everywhere. You have from your laptops, your desktops, uh, external buses and their devices, have, they've become really commonplace. So the most common examples are USB, Ethernet, and wireless. Uh, those have specifically been optimized for portability, ease of use, and distance from the host. Uh, they also have what we call plug-and-play capability, so you can just plug it in and go, or they're hot and they're hot swappable, which means you don't have to shut down your computer to change out the device. Okay, now how do you find out how much throughput you might need? So the minimum throughput can really be determined through a simple mathematical formula. It's based upon your resolution of your measurement, the rate, and the number of channels that you're actually using. Uh, so you would first take the number of bytes per sample that your DAC card has, uh, then you would round that up to the next byte, multiply that by the sampling speed per channel, or the number of samples per second that you're taking per channel, and finally, multiply that by the number of channels you're using. So let me give you an example. So you have a 16-bit uh, sample, which is, you know, there's 8, eight bits per, per byte, so that would be 2 bytes, and you're sampling at 1 mega sample per second and 5 channels. So that would be 2 bytes times 1 mega sample per second times 5 channels, 
would be 10 megabytes per second. Uh, it's important to, to consider throughput when you're building your DAX system uh, because when you're doing something like high speed or high channel count acquisitions, that can really become a bottleneck for your system. Mm -hmm. uh, the most you can get, like I mentioned before, is with the express, the express versions of PXI and PCI, which would give you 250 megabytes per second per lane. But, you know, that is the theoretical bandwidth. So depending on how many how, how much overhead you have or how many devices you're using, that, that's definitely going to be lower. Okay. Now, for control applications where the system must respond quickly to a measurement, which buses are best? Uh, for those type of applications, those usually use some type sort of control loop to make adjustments very quickly. And the math involved really needs to be precise. So to get that type of timing, I would recommend an internal bus. Uh, that's because they have a really low latency and a high determinism. And what latency is, is basically the time delay between when a driver software function is called and that when the actual hardware value is updated. So on some internal buses, that could be less than a microsecond, and then that jumps all the way up into the order of milliseconds for some external buses. Hmm. Uh, another important factor in your control applications the determinism of your bus, mm -hmm. which is actually how consistent the bus latency is. So buses that have the same latency when communicating with I.O. are more deterministic than buses that can vary in their responsiveness. Determinism, it's really important for control applications because, like I mentioned, uh, you're using this control loop, and you need that control loop to be very reliable because of all the algorithms that are designed based upon the expectation that it's going to execute at a constant. Yeah, okay. So now, um, how does your bus choice affect your ability to synchronize your measurement devices? So with your measurement devices, your DAC devices, you're always going to have, or you're usually going to have some sort of option for synchronization. Uh, your choice of bus, however, will determine how easy it is for you to synchronize your devices and what type of synchronization you can actually use. So the, the simplest way to, to synchronize measurements across multiple devices is just to share a sample clock and a trigger. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of DAC devices that offer you those programmable digital lines for importing and exporting those clocks and triggers, but certain buses have more built-in things to, to give you additional timing and triggering lines to, to make synchronization as easy as possible. Uh, let me just give you an example, like PCI and PCI Express, mm -hmm. you can actually wire multiple boards together in the in your PC using the RITC bus. But overall, the best option for synchronizing multiple devices is going to be your PXI platform, which includes PXI and PXI Express. Um, those are specifically designed for high-performance synchronization and triggering. And they give you a number of different options to synchronize modules, not only within the same chassis, but synchronize, mod synchronize modules across multiple chassis. Okay, then what are your options when you are sharing devices with other engineers, for example, or when you need portability? So if that's your primary concern, uh, you should definitely consider an external bus. So that is USB, Ethernet, or wireless. Mm -hmm. um, those devices, they give you the ability to hot swap, hot swap, like I mentioned before, so you don't have to actually shut down your computer to remove the device. You can just you know, give it to another engineer without a lot of hassle. Mm -hmm. And they're also, generally speaking, they're smaller in size, and all of those usually can connect 
right to a laptop, so making portability very, very easy. Okay. And one last question. What are the best ways to take measurements from systems not close to an engineer's computer? That, this is kind of a, a tricky one because to achieve the best signal inter- integrity and measurement accuracy, you're going to want your DAC hardware as close to the signal source as possible. I mean, running long cables across a bridge or factory floor can be very costly and can actually result in really noisy signal. Mm-hmm. So one solution to this problem is to use a portable computing platform to move the entire system closer to the signal source where you actually digitize the signal right there and then transmit the digital signal across either Ethernet or wireless network to your central hub where you know you don't have to worry about as much noise concerns with a digital signal like you would with an analog signal. That was great information, Brian. Um, if an engineer wants to find out more information, um, where can they go to? We have it right there on our, our website. If you go to www.ni.com slash DAC, D-A-Q, mm-hmm. uh, you, we have actually a complete guide to building a measurement system right there under what's new and featured resources. Oh, and that will, that's a 10-part tutorial that's going to cover everything you should consider when you're building a DAC system. Oh, that sounds excellent. Thank you, Brian, for joining me today. Again, this was with Brian Philippi, Applications Engineer at National Instruments, and how to choose the right bus for your measurement system. Thank you for participating, Brian. Thank you.